0: The NHL trade deadline is just two and a half weeks away. We break down the three different directions Lou Lamorello can go in and which one he should take as this team has some tough decisions ahead of it in the coming weeks. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Blocked by Polak and Price, another spectacular stop. For tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson Barzell with the open net, and he scores. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin, I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. This is a very important episode. Episode of the Locked on Islanders podcast because the Islanders are at a crossroads and we're going to discuss all of the philosophical options, all the different directions that Lou Lamorello can take this hockey team in and try to figure out what the best move for this team is. And we're going to break it all down for you on today's show. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR vs NYI, we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for instant insight and analysis and it is always great to interact with Islander fans game time or anytime, so do reach out and we'll talk a little Isles hockey. The NHL trade deadline is two and a half weeks away. In fact, it's not even uh, you know that far away. It's two weeks and a day away. March 3rd. It's a Friday. 3 o'clock Eastern time. That's it. That is when the trade deadline comes and goes. Last year, we were expecting the New York Islanders to do more. They ended up Staying put did not trade away some of the players that we thought they would trade, like Zdeno Chara, Andy Green, maybe Semyon Varlamov, maybe Cal Clutterbuck, maybe Zach Parise. All those names were on the table. None of them were dealt, and they didn't acquire anybody, as it was pretty clear by the trade deadline last year, that this Islanders team wasn't going to the playoffs this year it's a little different first of all the islanders are in a very contested battle for one of the wild card spots they are not in a great position but they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination the big issue for the islanders in this playoff hunt is that the islanders have played 57 games which means they have exactly 25 games left on their schedule and that's it. They, they have to figure out what to do. Uh, all the other teams involved in this wildcard hunt have more games left on their schedule than the Islanders do. And that really does complicate things, to say the least, uh, a, a little bit. So, yeah, the Islanders right now are only one point behind Washington, two points behind Pittsburgh... Washington has one game in hand. That's not a big deal. Pittsburgh has four games in hand, and that creates a, a real problem. So, it's, it, the point totals are close, but it is not as easy because you have other teams with so many games in hand on the Islanders, and the other factor is just the way this team has been playing in consistent hockey. We know that over the last three games the islanders have faced vancouver montreal and ottawa none of those three teams are in the playoffs if the season ended today montreal and vancouver are nowhere close to the playoffs if the season ended today and yet the islanders lost the first game in regulation to vancouver at home lost to montreal in overtime and lost to Ottawa in a shootout out of a possible six points against teams that they should be beating on paper, two points. And when you're in this playoff race and you're already dealing with having, you know, other teams having games in hand against you, that doesn't bode well. And the inconsistency that this team, the way they've played over the course of the season, whether it's Within a game or, you know, we've seen so many times that Lane Lambert's team looks really good uh, uh, for a a period or part of a period or even for a two or three game stretch. And then they'll look really bad for three or four games or, you know, they'll play a great first period and collapse in the third or play a great uh, second period, but just look awful in the first and third. That inconsistency continues to plague this team and that is a real issue. So look, there are three ways that Lula Morello can go at the trade deadline. He can double down and try to acquire another player, whether that's a a puck-moving defenseman, a stay-at-home defenseman, or another scoring forward. He could try to double down on the Bo Horvat thing and say, we are going all in to try to make the playoffs. He can stay put and basically say, this is the team for the rest of the season. We'll see where it lands. I believe this team can make the playoffs. And I'm just not going to buy, not going to sell, maybe make a, a minor depth move, or third, he can basically start selling off pieces, whether that's uh, veterans like Zach Parise or Semyon Varlamov or Scott Mayfield, all of whom are on expiring contracts and certainly could be helpful to contending teams as depth pieces. All of these things are Possible, he could get even more ambitious and try to uh, trade away players like, well, Josh Bailey, who you know a lot of people are critical of, and who is making more money than his production warrants. Or he could even take it to another level and try to trade away Anders Lee, or uh, or, or uh, Matt Martin, or just different players who are part of the core right now, but may not have a, a higher trade value in the future. And if this team is going to retool or rebuild, you can get rid of some of those players and, and and stockpile picks and prospects and try to move on from there. This team is at a crossroads. And the direction that Lamorello goes in will go a long way to determining not just the rest of this season, but what the next two, three, four years look like for this franchise. And we're gonna break down all three alternatives. We're gonna talk about what it'll what it will mean if they go in that direction and try to figure out what is the best choice for the New York Islanders over the next two weeks plus before the trade deadline. It's important, it's vital, and it really will affect the future of this team, short-term and long-term. So lots to discuss on today's show, and we'll start breaking down those three alternatives in our next segment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. And look, take your knowledge of the Islanders. Islanders play Pittsburgh Friday, Boston Saturday. Check out the odds at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same-game parlay. So don't miss the the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. So we talked about the three options. The first option is to do nothing. Let's start with that. It's the simplest one. You say, hey, we got Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat helps this team when we signed him to a long-term deal. We have a pretty solid base if you go with Sorokin, Barzal, Horvat, Dobson, Pelek, Pulak, that's seven players who you can certainly build a, a, a pretty good team around, and the players that are leaving, we'll let them leave at the end of the season, uh, but we're not going to do anything. We think this team might just be good enough to make the playoffs. The only reason that this is even a remote possibility has to do with Lula Morello's future. His contract, according to all sources, is up at the end of this season. He is 80 years old. He certainly uh, seems to still enjoy what he's doing. But does he continue as GM of the Islanders after the end of this season? Does he sign a new contract? Uh, If he's not, maybe he feels like, okay, I'm going to leave well enough alone. I am going to give this team to the next GM, whether it's his son, who is now the GM uh, in Bridgeport, or whether it's someone else the organization brings in from the outside. And I'm going to let them worry about the future. This is not my concern. I think this team is good enough. We leave well enough alone. I don't think it's, it's a wise option because, number one, I don't think this team is good enough right now. They certainly lack consistency. They certainly lack team speed. They certainly are a little older than you want. And the the uh, prospects and draft picks cupboards are both not bare, but certainly lacking. And, you know, they haven't had a number one pick for four straight years. If they miss the playoffs and do well in the lottery, they could get a first round pick this year. But again, that means that 2024, you don't have a first-round pick already. So it's a a, a real tough question to try to answer. And to to do nothing, I think, is really sort of not the the way. Because you're not helping the team this year, and you're not helping them in in the long-term future. And you really should be doing... One or the other. Now, the Islanders have seven games to play between now and the trade deadline. And we've gone over that. And they're not easy games. Home against Pittsburgh Friday, at Boston Saturday, at Pittsburgh Monday, home for Winnipeg Wednesday, home against the LA Kings Friday, at Winnipeg on uh, Sunday, and at Minnesota. On Tuesday, uh, February 28th, then the Islanders are off until March 4th when they host Detroit. Those seven games is all the time Lou Lamarello has left to evaluate this team. All seven of those teams would make the playoffs if the season ended right now. This is a test. Now, the Islanders do tend to play better against good teams than they do against teams that are not in the playoffs. But to me, you use some of these seven games and evaluate. If the losing streak continues, to me, the smart move is to make some trades. I really do want to see different options for different players. For example, Semyon Varlamov, and I'm a big fan of Varley. He's a good player. He's been a good goaltender for this team and still is. But, Unless you can get Varlamov to sign a two or maybe three at most year extension for half of what he's making now. Two and a half million dollars a year would be half of what he's making now. If you can get him for two, two and a half million a year for two years, let's say, maybe you extend him, maybe you bring him back. He's a very good backup and mentor for Sorokin, and that might work. But if you can't, or if you don't, Trading Semyon Varlamov, there are some play teams that are in the playoff hunt that really need goaltending. You could get a pretty nice pick for Varley as a rental. Uh, Josh Bailey, obviously, you would want to try to move because you may end up making him uh, a buyout over the offseason if you can't move him. If this team is not going to make the playoffs, Again, to me, Zach Parise is a player you could trade away and get something back for because Parise does all the right things on the ice, is usually smart and hardworking. He'd be a great depth pickup. He's got experience. He's a former captain. He has playoff experience. He would be a great pickup for any contender to throw on their third or fourth line, second power play unit, etc., you can get a nice pick or prospect for Parise. Certainly, Sebastian Aho is somebody you might want to think about. Scott Mayfield, you could certainly trade away. Uh, he's on the last year of his deal. Again, if he won't sign a very reasonable extension, Mayfield should be dealt. You've got Samuel Bolduc in the wings waiting it would make sense to trade him and maybe some other players as we mentioned who are more a part of the core of this team but are getting older and are you know not going to help this team if they go to a retool it'll be interesting to see uh if any of those players are traded away then you have the other option which is, let's go all in. I think this team can make the playoffs with a couple of tweaks. And sometimes you can kill two birds with one stone. You could get someone to take Josh Bailey's contract or trade a, a Scott Mayfield or a Semyon Varlamov and pick up either a rental or a younger player who can help this team, whether it's a, a fo- offense forward who can put the puck in the net, or a puck moving defenseman who can help with the transition game, which has been such a big problem for this team. There are a lot of factors that you know this team needs. And unfortunately, you know, we don't know what Lula Morello is thinking. I I I think if you're further depleting your prospects and your draft picks, then Adding a player is a long shot because even if everything breaks right the rest of the season, let's say you add, and I'm just making throwing out a name. Let's say you add Patrick Kane and he's a rental and you're giving up another pick or you're giving up, uh, you know, a highly regarded prospect, whether it's Bull Duke or William Dufour, whatever. If you're giving up capital of players who you think have a long term future on this team, then. Again, the prospects, we were ranked 27th before trading Atu-Ratu by the the Athletic. It's going to be lower now, and even lower if you trade away another prospect, and you don't have a first-round pick. And if you make the playoffs, you're either facing, most likely, the Bruins, who are the best team in hockey, although the Islanders do kind of line up, match up fairly well against them, or the Hurricanes. And... You know, the odds, even if you somehow pull off the upset and it's possible, the odds of going on that long playoff run are not great. This team has a lot of flaws as it's currently put together. So to me, unless this team goes, let's say, 4-1-2, and two, you know, get me 9 points, 10 points in these seven games, maybe then you try to make a move. And bring in another player, but otherwise, I think selling off some pieces is probably the best long-term move that this organization can make at this point to get younger, faster, more skilled up front, and improve the way this team is playing. All right, we've got more to get to on today's show. We're going to answer some of your emails Plus, our Islanders birthday of the day, a great two-way center who was the part of one of the better checking lines of the 70s. We've got that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, a couple of emails to get to. This one is from Craig. Uh, good afternoon, Gil. First, I wanted to say I love the podcast and always look forward to listening on my drive home from work. Here in Scotland. So Craig, thank you. And wow, Scotland. Uh, pretty impressive. I just wanted to make a few points. With all the likelihood of the Islanders missing the playoffs, it, where do we go from here? Picking up Horvat is a great signing, but it may have come at the wrong time. Our farm system is not looking great. And with limited draft picks to use for trades or a rebuild, I worry that the limbo stage could be here for a while. If we blow it up, and build around Horvat, Barzal, Dobson, Sorokin, etc. Would we even get much in return? Everyone knows we need another scorer and to improve on defense, uh, we need to shake this aging roster up. How do we do this with limited cap and not a lot of assets? It is a case. Is it a case of the right player, wrong time with Horvat? Lambert is not the answer for the Islanders. I don't think he will be behind the bench at the start of the 23-24 season. Who would you realistically see him being replaced by? If you were the GM, what would you do? Well, first of all, Craig, thank you. And all the way from Scotland, I, I'm. thank you for the kind words and for the email. I, I think I've sort of explained what I would do. And that is, I would try to trade away some of the expiring contracts and start the rebuild uh, or the retool. I think you've got a core of seven players who I mentioned earlier who you can build around. And if you've got Sorokin in goal, he's going to keep you in a lot of games. You can be competitive with a, a, a team, a, an average team in front of a great goalie because he'll keep you in a lot of games. And we've seen him do it. So Let's see what happens. But to me, trading away some of those guys on expiring contracts is the best move to make. Next one. Uh, This one comes from Darren in Massapequa, a little closer to home for Long Islanders. Hello, Gil. Love your show. You are, in fact, my first listen every morning at 630. I have a question regarding the Islanders. I like many of the changes lane lambert made to the team i think he has done the right thing as far as getting the defensive uh players into a more offensive mindset i also like the player integration across different lines that being said the case there is only so much lane can do to help this team win he is not going to score goals or block shots the team has a good defense And I have seen them play exceptional hockey uh, example last week against the Kraken. My question is, do you think that the Islander teammates are being accountable to each other in regards to their efforts? If the answer is anything but yes, then what can Lane do to facilitate that accountability? Or is it even his job to facilitate it? Does it come down to the player leadership? Maybe that is where a change needs to happen. So, First of all, Darren, thank you for the email, and it's a great question. There are two types of leadership. You have the leadership uh, that gives you, you know, from the coach, and people have questioned Lane Lambert's ability to lead the team in that respect. But uh, at the same time, you also have a situation where players have to lead. And maybe Bo Horvat in time helps improve that. But leadership in this locker room right now, I think, is a big question. And no coach is going to force that. They may be a catalyst and help it along, but you can't force leadership. And maybe this team needs to change the way they are led in the locker room. It's a good point. And thank you for the email. One last email. Tom in Brooklyn. Hey, Gil. One of the issues that I think would be good to discuss has to do with the making, the makeup of the team and locker room chemistry. It seems as though the Islanders have a great group of really nice guys that play hard but are missing consistent intensity. Let's face it, successful teams have at least one or two guys that are jerks, have anger management issues, and are constantly grumpy and mad about something. Simply someone with a chip on their shoulder who goes out there and stirs things up and takes losing personally. Think Tom Wilson, which is exactly who I was thinking. Look, is this something that management should be thinking about it? And he, he you know, he he goes on, Tom, to say, not dirty players, but players who play with that edge. Yeah, I think the Islanders could use a little sandpaper. I agree with you, Tom, and I think it's it's something this team really should consider adding at the trade deadline. Never thought I'd Think about that for the Islanders based on the way they've played the last few years under Barry Trotz. But I think it really would be something good for this team. Meanwhile, today, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Today is the 70th birthday of former Islanders' center Andre St. Laurent, the native of uh, Royan, noranda I hope I said that right, Quebec. Fourth-round pick of the Islanders in 1973. Played 42 games with the Isles that very first year. And boy, uh, St. Laurent, just a, a, a good two-way checking center. The banana line, he and, and, and Bobby Nystrom uh, helped make them one of the tougher teams to, to play against and to check again, uh, you know, shut down some of the other teams' better lines. Played with the Islanders, St. Laurent, from 73-74 through the 76-77 season. Played two games in 77-78, then was dealt to Detroit. Scored a career-high 31 goals for the Red Wings that year and had 70 points. Later played for the Kings, the Penguins, and then a second tour of duty with the Red Wings and uh, ended his career after the 84-85 season season. Two seasons in the AHL and then played one game in France in 8-89-90. St. Laurent, just a, a great addition to the Islanders. A hard-working player who could just really make this team better. And one of his better games as an Islander, January 28, 1975. A 6-2 win over the Minnesota North Stars that saw Andre St. Laurent have two goals and an assist So, along with five shots on goal. So, Andre St. Laurent, good guy, good teammate, hard worker. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll preview the Friday game against Pittsburgh, the Saturday game against Boston. Hopefully, we'll have an update on J.G. Pajot and all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And, of course... Let's go, Islanders!